Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. We have a great day lined up today. Praise God. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever failed at anything in life? Have you ever done things that you're not proud of? How did you deal with that? For many, it can turn to violence. It can turn to drugs. With me, it turned to alcohol. It can turn into purely destructive habits. But eventually, it turns inward. It turns inward and becomes even more self-destructive. For some people, to the point of no return. People just lose hope and give up. Well, my guest today and I are here to tell you, you don't have to give in to those temptations to succumb to destruction like that. Richard Kaufman, I've known him for several years now, and he's a fellow podcaster. He works a lot with the veterans who are going through issues themselves, and he's gone through some issues too. Just to give a brief summary, his father left when he was just three. He grew up moving from school to school, dropped out of school in ninth grade, became addicted to alcohol by the time he was 12, folks. Joined the Army initially at age 17, but because of alcohol issues coupled with immaturity, he was discharged. That hooked him on. He got into drugs and all that stuff, found himself homeless. Eventually, he was arrested and then given the option to either attend rehab or go to prison. Well, he made them good. Correct choice. He went to rehab. Eventually, he was able to obtain a special good conduct waiver and was able to re-enlist in the Army. Spent a total of 24 years in military service. But even all that wasn't without mishap, and I'll let him tell you the story on that. But on 9-11, Richard, after seeing the tragedy that had unfolded, he made the decision he was going to change his life forever. And he dedicated himself to begin helping others. On the darkest day in American history, Richard Kaufman seen the light and that changed his life. Praise God. Now honorably discharged, married, three kids. He's sharing his story about this journey. He helps with other retired veterans to overcome their obstacles, whether that's health, fitness, addictions, mental illness, whatever the case may be. He has a podcast called the Vertical Momentum Resiliency Podcast. What a great name. And has a Facebook group that helps there as well. He's been interviewed on Dozens and dozens of podcasts. He's been featured in magazines. He's the author of a couple of ebooks. And, and folks, help me welcome to the program my good friend, Richard Coffin. Richard, it is so good to have you back on the show today, brother. Thank you so much for having me. After I have the intro, we can just log off now. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, it's important for people to understand where you're coming from, you know, and that's why you're able to help them to overcome these things too because folks richard was on our program way back in like 2018 or so Uh, episode 548 we're up in the 1400s gonna 
by the time this goes live, it'll be like 1420. And uh, praise God. Guess what? Richard's right there with us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, Richard, let's go. Let's, I got a bag. I, I know you, and it's so easy for me just to jump into stuff, but I want to make sure our listeners know you. So the first question I always start with, other than that brief information I just shared, tell us in your own words, who is Richard Kaufman? Well, that that was something that after spending 24 years in the military, you know that when you're in the military, we go by our last name. We go by whatever's on whatever rank we are and whatever's on our ID card. Yep. And once they told me on, on Labor Day 2012 that you're no longer Sergeant Kaufman, that was the scary question was, who is Richard? And that was the day that I attempted suicide. And I'm sure we could talk mm -hmm. about that. But yeah. for me, I didn't know who Richard was. So after the suicide attempt failed, thanks to my six-month-old daughter, um, that's when I had to reinvent and reimagine my life. So I, Richard has only been around since 2012, but Rick was there from uh, 69 till 2012. So I had I've had to re um, you know reimagine my life. And for me, when everybody asks who I am, and I just said. I'm just a junkie who got lucky. And now I'm going from dope dealer to hope dealer. So that's who I am today. And I'm a father, I'm a husband. Um, and those are the two greatest titles that I'll ever have as father and husband. So yeah, I'm, I'm nothing special. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm right there with you. You know, my whole life was centered around my military. I mean, that's all I ever wanted to do since I was in high school. My friends were getting ready for college and all that. So I'm just going into service. I mean, that from like 15 on, that was my my goal. I was going to make a career out of the service, and I did. And you know, when I got caught up in the rift because I got probably got drunk one night and decided I was going to become an officer because I could be a better officer than they could <laughs> type thing <laughs> and apply for OCS. Uh, I, I tell them worst mistake of my life. But uh, <laughs> I remember one time the captain called me in. He said, I got a question for you. I said, I know NCOs hate officers, but now that you're an officer, what do you think about that? And I said, well, sir, to be honest with you, you're right. You know, when I was an NCO, I hated officers. And now that I am an officer, I know why. You know? <laughs> and he, 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 Get out of here. <laughs> I'm sure that but, went uh, over like a lead balloon, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, but one colonel, he was introducing our new commander and telling him about his lieutenants and stuff. And my captain told me this later. He said, and he said, and Lieutenant Thibodeau, well, the best way I can describe him is an NCO impersonating an officer. <laughs> I love it. But that was my, but, but that attitude also, when they did a big reduction, you know, in nineteen the eight late nineteen eighties, uh, my name got rifted, and uh, you know I did the same. I went to work that morning thinking, you know, I got eight more years to retire. You know, I'm I know I'm not going to make this captain's list on the first one, but the second one, you know, unless you got caught with the general's daughter or something, you're going to get promoted. And got as a working in S three, and I was at a meet a range meeting or something. Came back at lunch, get some files to go back to the meeting. And the major said, Colonel wants to see us. Okay. 
I know the list came out. He's going to tell me I wasn't on it. Walked in and reported. I said, Bob, you didn't make the list. No problem, sir. I got the next one. He goes, there isn't going to be a next one. The secretary of the army waived the second promotion. You have to go to S1 and begin out processing. That's the no notice I had that my career and life, because that I had immersed myself, as you said, in that environment. Who's Bob Thibodeau now? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, and, and that was 1989. And uh, 18 months later is when I was going to commit suicide. So I'm right there with you, brother, you know, yeah. and, uh, but God, God intervened that night, January 25th, 1992 at 1135 PM Eastern time, in a little empty apartment in Columbus, Georgia. And my life has not been the same since. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Now we were originally connected uh, by our good friend, Sean Douglas. So since we had you on five years ago, tell us what you've been up to in the last four or five years. Oh, there's been so much. Um, well, I lost 80% of my vision um, mm. about, yeah, almost about five years ago. Yeah. It was right about and, that and that's when I, I was sitting home getting fat, dumb, and unhappy. I gained like 50 pounds. And and then some of my friends said, hey, you know, because I have a lot of friends in the Vetpreneur tribe, like Tammy Moses, Mark Dudek, Daniel Curry. And they said, hey, you're the comeback coach. Aren't you, you teach people to come back? When are you coming back? Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> got you me. got me. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, what can I do? I can't see anything. You know, I mean, I only had like 20% vision. So I'm like, you know what? Let me start up a podcast interviewing people that have it worse than me. And the guy, the first guy I interviewed was he had both arms and both legs blown off in Afghanistan or Iraq, I think. And he's sitting in a, in, in a jacuzzi in Aspen skiing with his family. And I'm like, wait, hold on. You got no legs, no arms, but you're living your best life ever. And that's when I realized, you know, people people can struggle, but then there's something after the struggle. And that's when I started the podcast. And now uh, the podcast is in the top 0.5% of all podcasts yeah. in the world. Over yeah. a million downloads. Our book hit number that's one awesome. twice. So God's just really working, working this. Um, and now I do this full time and I speak full time. So... God has just really said, you know what? This is this is your mission. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is good. Yeah. A million downloads. Man, congrats. That's awesome. You know, I, I thought I was doing good. I, I went over a quarter million last month, you know. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's all because every day before I even get on, I said, Lord, I'm in charge of the work. You're in charge of the results. That's right. Amen. So I'm just going to put in the work. And even if one person hears it and decides not to put the weapon in their mouth and pull the trigger, then we just change the world. So I I think, you know, but it's also a lot of hard work. And a lot of people think, well, I'm going to start a podcast and it's easy. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. And that's why the average podcast lasts 13 episodes. Yeah. Well, oh, it went up to 13 there for a while. It was only like six. Yeah. So that's, you know, this, that's why been 2020 of... pandemic probably, well, I'll, I'll just keep at this for another week. <laughs> yeah, so that's why a lot of people quit because they don't realize, like we were talking about earlier, it, it's a yeah. lot of work it to, is. To, be, it is. to run a successful podcast. It's a lot yeah. of work. 
anybody can run a podcast, but to run right. a successful one, yeah, it's a Amen. lot of work. Amen. Well, tell us about your the issue with the site. Did they figure out what was going on with it? Well, unfortunately, because I was with GNC for over 30 years, um, I got addicted to energy drinks. Mm. And I was drinking like five or six a day. My blood pressure went up mm. and um, my retina popped. So I mm. tore my retina. Wow. Both eyes. Wow. Um, I mean, I still have an energy drink nowadays and, and a cup of coffee, but nothing like it was then. But, you know, I had to have surgeries in both my eyes. And it's humbling when one day you're running a million dollar company. And then the next way, next day, your wife has to walk you to the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. And do yeah. things that shouldn't have yeah. to be done. Right. Um, and so that's when God said, Hey buddy, uh, you know, I, you, you didn't want to be humble then guess what? <laughs> You're going to be humble today. He has a way of making you humble, doesn't he? <laughs> and that, you know, and, and, that, and from that day forward, that's when I realized, you know what, there's a God, I'm not him. Yeah, amen. So I'm just going to do what I feel, what, what I'm led to do now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, you do a lot of work supporting veterans groups and things like that. Share some of the work that you do to help our vets. Well, because, well, what happened was with the podcast, I started interviewing mostly <clears throat> veterans. But then I realized if a veteran has a reason to get up in the morning or a first responder, if they have, if they start a business, if they start a 5013C, they're so much less likely to pull the trigger if they have a reason to get up. So that's when I started interviewing millionaires, billionaires, teaching veterans and first responders how to become business owners. Because it gives you hope. Because when we get out of the military, like one, Sergeant Nick from my group talks about, when you step off base, they don't. the military doesn't give a crap about you. Right. They, and, and you're going to miss your camaraderie. You're going to miss your paycheck. And then you're gonna, you don't have a mission anymore. Yeah. And when you don't have a mission, that's when life can get really, really bad. So that's when I figured, hey, you know, let me get all these successful entrepreneurs come on the show tell their struggles and how they got through them and how they became successful. So it kind of morphed into a, a vetpreneur podcast. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned the camaraderie. That was the big thing. Like I was sharing about me, my entire being was wrapped up in the military. That was my family. You know, I spent more time with those guys than I did at home, you know, and, and one day you're there and the next day you're not, you know, and, and now I'm sitting at home wondering the same thing, you know, okay, what's next? How am I going to put food on the table? You know, I mean, just thinking about it, I can't, I can't even go back to that darkness. I mean, it was just a terrible time in my life. Absolutely worse. See, that's why like, I'm really looking forward to your next with your uh, your next guest. I forget the last name. Mize, I think is going to be on LinkedIn because mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, they don't realize, OK, before you even get out, you need to be on LinkedIn. You need to be building relationships because yeah. everybody has a shelf life. There's no 90 year old privates in the military. So everybody, <laughs> everybody has a shelf life and they, and they need to prepare from the day they raise their hand. Yeah. To get out. 
Amen. Amen. How important is you is it for you to share your faith in your business and your podcast and what you're doing, even if it's in subtle ways? Well, now it seems like God is saying he's putting all these people in my way. Because for a while, and I'm going to be honest with you, for a while I walked away from faith. But because of you, uh, because of Sean, because of um, the Christian podcasting group that we're a part of, um, it's brought me back into the fold. And now I realize, you know what, God has a bigger plan. So now I still do what I know I, know I do, but there's certain, it seems like God is starting to put more Christian men into my life like Eric Allen and, and and Kelly Cardenas, they're just putting, he's putting people in my life saying, here, I'm shaking you. Listen to me. Because <laughs> sometimes we want to be su- such a knucklehead that we don't want to listen. But he's like, okay, you can be successful, but you can also be a Christian. Yeah. And and he's, he's putting to me that if our father owns everything, we, if we're his children, have the right to own everything as long as we know that we don't own anything he's just letting us borrow it so if he's letting me borrow the house in new jersey why wouldn't he let me borrow the beach house (laughs) amen if he's letting me borrow the kia why why wouldn't he let me borrow the bmw and i think sometimes when you're when you talk to a lot of christians they we want to be poor we want to be pious Oh, you know, but I realize because I, I keep an empty cup here on my desk. It's never anything in it. I mean, it's my cup. Um, yeah. But, but I realize I can't pour yeah. out of my cup if it's empty. That's right. So that's when I said, Lord, you know what? Let's put some let's put some stuff some stuff in the in the cup so I'm able to help feed homeless. I'm able to buy clothes for for veterans or whatever. And I think Christians, we need to realize that our father owns everything. So like if you ask somebody, okay, imagine it coming to a headline, the president of the, of the United States and their, and, and their kids are living on the streets. Yeah. They're expected yep. to have favor. We're mm-hmm. expected to have favor. Amen. Like when, I, when I'm driving to, even when I go to the, the, the grocery store, I'm like, Lord, I'm looking for my parking spot. I know you've got one for Every time. Every time. So, you know, I think we need to start looking for, I mean, God's favor in everything that we do. And so that's where I think that's my mindset has changed to where, God, I'm giving it all to you. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. It never fails. When we go to the store, I'll draw, you know, I'm pulling, wow, looks crowded out here today. Here, let me just drop you off at the door and I'll find a parking spot. And as we're pulling up, somebody pulls out right there uh, several times. Spot number one right there. You know? oh, oh, never mind. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm literally, we, thank you, Jesus. And I pull right around, right in the spot, you know, yeah. And because uh, my wife has a hard time walking long distance. So I either drop her off so she can get a part to hang on to. Or, you know, like I said, well, oh, oh, there we go. Right there. Right on time. You know? So I expect favor in everything. All the time. That's you right. know, whether if, if I'm going to go in to pay a bill, I'm, I'm expecting something good to come of it. It'd be like, nah, don't worry about it. We got it. 
<laughs> you know, oh, yeah. why, why should I not expect it? If, if, if he's the father, he owns it all. What are we worried about? They work for him too. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What was one of the worst decisions you made in business podcasting, whatever. And was it because you didn't listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? In other words, if you would have listened, things would have turned out differently. Uh, I would say my worst decision was listening to the people around me. Hmm. Either one is because they never started. Or number two, the people around them say, you know, Rich, you're a ninth grade dropout. You know, why should you be interviewing the authors of Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Why should you be interviewing David Meltzer or Lee Steinberg? You know, why should you be doing this? You're only a ninth grade dropout. And a lot of times we listen to other people and we're like, you know what? Maybe they're right. I'm not going to start. Yeah. So that was me, you know, and it's only been over the last year when I, since I decided, uh, hey, you know, this is a real thing. You know, this is no longer a hobby. This is, yeah. you know, this is what I do. Yeah. But I I also started, a high, I hired a business coach. So it's kind of like, for me, it was just listening to what other people thought I should be. Mm-hmm. Until I realized, okay, in the end, me and you, uh, we know we have a lot of friends, a lot of acquaintances. But in the end, it's just going to be me and him. Amen. And I got to say, all right, this is this is what you gave me. Yep. And this is what I did with it. And it doesn't matter what Aunt Sally or Uncle Joe said. Mm-hmm. I, I got to do what I got to do because our, our time is very infinite. I mean, yeah. very finite. Finite. Yeah. You know, Amen. so that's why I figured, hey, you know, I'm going to start doing what I feel called to do. And you know, whether whether you're part of you're part of the mission or not, that's on you, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So I think that would, that would be the biggest thing is to listening to what other people's opinion are opinions are. And I love the quote. I forget even who said it, that um, lions don't care about the opinion of sheep. So, <laughs> so that's hey, where man. I started. You know, yeah. that I think that's the biggest thing was uh, to realize that, you know, I'm who God says I am. I'm not who Aunt Mary and Uncle Joe say I am. Yep. Amen. Amen. So on the flip side of that, what was one of the best decisions you made because you did listen and implemented what you heard from the Holy Spirit? Well, this is, it's, it's a weird dichotomy. Like you mentioned in in the intro, if I go sit on my porch right now, I'm actually sitting in the shadows of the twin towers. And, And for me, the greatest day in my life and the worst day in my life were at the same time. And that was at 8.48 on September 11, 2001. And that's when I broke and down and decided to give my life to God again and to also give my life to people that can't help themselves. So for me, it was the worst day, but it was the best day. So when when I see things about 9-11, I know that if 9-11 did not happen, I would not be alive today. Amen. So for me, it's kind of, it's, I think they they say, call it bittersweet, Mm -hmm. you know, because it changed my whole trajectory of my life in an instant. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the way God works. 
You know, like like when Paul was on the road for Damascus, Damascus, it was in an instant. (laughs) And I think we can change in an instant. That's why I wear this T-shirt. It says, today I decide. Amen. So your life can change in an instant if we decide to say, all right, God, I'm in. I'm all in. Yep. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I love that story about Paul on the road to Damascus, you know, and, you know, losing his sight, had to be led by the hand in the town. And then the Lord appears to Ananias or speaks to Ananias. He said, go lay hands on Saul of Tarsus. And, and I was like, uh, 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 God, you know, you know, who he is and what he does to Christians. Right. He's <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, are you sure, you know, you really want me to go over there? And, uh, he says, go over there. I told him that, a man named Ananias could come and lay hands on him and restore his sight. Now, that means Paul was praying. Right? What was he praying for? One, he submitted himself to God. He heard the Lord's voice. You know? He submitted himself to him, and now he's praying that he receives a sight. So he's praying, and all God needs is the vessel. The vessel well, will you know, restore his sight. One thing a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people, and I say, Anytime that Jesus healed anybody, that person had to do something. Yep. They weren't just, okay, Jesus just say, you know what? You're healed. You're good. He always right. made them do something, whether that was walk somewhere or say something to somebody. So yep. to be successful in life, you got to do, you got to have faith, but you got to do something. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with our good friend, Richard Kaufman. Now, Richard and I go back several years. I mean, I've known this man for a long time. And his heart is pure gold and dedicated to helping our veterans, especially those suffering from PTSD. It's been basically his his calling in life. He's had to experience it himself and get through it he's still in recovery everyone is still in recovery i mean there's no normal about it anymore but now his focus and his outreach is helping the resiliency effort of our veterans and folks i can't emphasize this enough you need to support richard and what he's doing drop down the show notes get in touch with him see how you can help uh, send offerings of support for his outreach but be sure to come back for the very next episode as we're concluding our discussion with Richard Kaufman and all that he's doing to help our veterans out there. Amen. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.
Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.